0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Drive presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. So I got to tell you, when I first started driving, uh, one of the things that kind of freaked me out on the road the first time it happened was when a fire engine came up behind me. Uh, I remember in driver's ed what I was supposed to do, uh, but I got to tell you, when I saw those red lights and I heard that siren for the first time, as a newly licensed driver, uh, I I actually panicked a little bit and I wasn't sure what to do. So our guest today is Captain Keith Rogers. He's with the Phoenix Fire Department. He's been with that uh, fire department for 25 years. And right now he heads up their driver training program. He's going to talk to us today about what to do when a fire engine comes up behind you or Also, when they're traveling in the opposite direction, what are the rules? How do you stay out of their way and make sure that they can make it to their calls safely? That's Captain Keith Rogers up next on The Daily Drive. Captain Rogers, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you very much. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. It's good to talk to you today. So let's dive right on into it. Uh, You know, in driver's ed, they explain it to us, but maybe you can go over it a little bit more. So a newly licensed driver, they're on the road, uh, and this is for any driver. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Let's say a fire department uh, vehicle comes up uh, behind them. What are the rules? What should that driver do?
1: So when you're when you're driving down the street you need to proceed over to the right because we're always going to try to pass you on the left side of the ro- on the left side of you. So if you see us coming up on you, you need to try to get over as far as to the right as possible or if you can't because there's another car right there next to you, then go ahead and stop right there and we will make our way around you, but our, our your best bet is to try to just get as far just get to the right because I'm trying to make my way to the left.
0: And so, uh, when they're behind you, mm-hmm. that that's one thing. But you're supposed to pull over, even if they're coming from the opposite direction, right? So if you're rolling to a call, uh, you're heading opposite to what other cars are doing. They're supposed to stop as well, or at least pull over. Why? Why is that? Yes. So
1: if it's a if there's a divided highway or a divided street, so like that you have an island on that, they don't have to pull over to. The, um, they they can keep moving in the flow of traffic, but they should slow down because one of the reasons, it, and if there is no divided highway, the reason why you should stop is because we're going to make, we may have to make a left-hand turn. And so we may have to turn in front of you. And the thing about it is you're not going to see our signals. If we're signaling, you're not going to see it. You're too busy looking at the lights. You get focused on those lights. So we, it's hard for us to let you know, I'm going to make that left-hand turn or us trying to find an address of a Uh, building or when people call nine one one for an accident or something they just sometimes just give us a simple 7th Avenue and Broadway well we got to try to find out what side of the road it is and now we're all looking around for where the accident may be and now we have to make a quick turn to get where that where the people are who called
0: and uh you guys do use GPS I heard you allude to that but that's a that's a common uh tool for you guys now is that correct
1: yeah, so all of our vehicles, we have, it's called the AVL system. So our vehicles are being tracked by our alarm room. And even so, when I'm driving down the street and you call 911 and I may be trying to head back to my quarters and my, it may be five miles away, but I may, you call 911 and I'm a half a mile away from or two blocks away from your uh, emergency and I'm the closest unit available, we'll get popped up for that. So it's, and there could be another station closer, but I'm the closest emergency vehicle and I'll get popped up for that call.
0: So I'll give you uh, what happened to me actually the first time Mm -hmm. I was actually at a red light. I was in the left lane. uh, So the lights red for me. Um, There was a lot of traffic. I remember that really well. Uh, And the fire engine came up right, right behind me. And so I, Right or wrong, I just wanted to get out of the out of his way. <laughs> I looked both ways and I pulled into the intersection, and then he was able to pull forward. Is that a is that a standard thing? Did I do something wrong, or h- how
1: does that work if you're at a stoplight? You know, the, the one thing about it is you just have to remain calm. The thing that happens a lot of people panic and they they want to get out of our way. But the thing that we always worry about is when you decide to pull an intersection. Well, there's people I've seen people run lights and you don't have lights and sirens on your vehicle. So now you put yourself at danger and those other cars aren't gonna see you and they're gonna crash into you. So the the proper thing is just for you just to stop. And the thing that's gonna happen is, I'm gonna go around you because we, that is part of my training and I teach the guys and gals to go on to traffic, against traffic, oncoming traffic. So you needed to stay right there and we will work our way around to the left and we will go against traffic And even with that happening, if you are on the opposite, if you are going the opposite direction of my fire truck, and we're at the intersection, you need to just stop and do not proceed through. If your light goes green and you're going the opposite, you need to stay still for a moment because I'm going to be driving against you in a moment. And thing that happens is people think, oh, the fire truck's going against the the other direction. Well, when you do that, and now you start coming. Well, all the things I just said are those people that stop and not move. Now they're bottleneck. And now you guys, the opposite cars start coming against us. So now we're all deadlocked in there. And now I have to wave and try to get people to move out the way. And it slows us down on our response.
0: So on one of our Ford driving skills for life hands-on programs, I had somebody come up to me once. In fact, it was was at uh, the Phoenix event uh, there at the at the training center and this person asked if the fire department can control uh, traffic lights. I didn't know what to say. I kind of pointed them toward uh, one of you folks but I never heard the answer. What's, is is it yeah, true that so, you guys can control them?
1: Yes, so it is. Um, pretty much every city around, um, we have, op- they call it Opticon lights or Opticon. So that on my uh, fire truck, it looks like a little strobe light and that, Takes over the um, traffic lights for us. So, but the thing about it is, it's set for us going a certain speed. And if there, it gives a while for if somebody's in a crosswalk for them to have enough time. So it doesn't change right away, it gives it time. And so that's why we can't still just go 70 or 80 to get to the light because it's still going to come, it's going to go red for us. But that's why sometimes those lights will change on people and they're like, well, that light was just red. And now it's green. And now I went back to red really quick. Well, that's because our strobes are hitting that. And sometimes it'll hit it from a half a mile away and it'll change. So it's pretty neat when it does work like how it should. And I could be a half a mile away and I'm like, yes, it's working. And then we make that intersection and we proceed through and we're able to get to the calls. So not all Phoenix intersections have those because of the cost. but. Um, we would still love to have all of our intersections with them, but uh, I know the surrounding cities because they're smaller, like uh, Gilbert, Glendale. They were able to put them in all of their cities because they don't have as, they don't have the square mileage as like Phoenix.
0: So one of your mantras, I know, is every second counts. Uh, yes. That is true for you guys, isn't it? You're looking at it that way, and if traffic holds you up, that could mean life or death for the people that are at the emergency
1: situation. Is that right? That is true. You know, every second counts from a drowning, from a code, from people having a stroke, all those different things. We need to get there in a timely fashion. That's why they are always preaching to us to get on our truck, respond quick, safely, and get there. And then we get our ambulances there and try to get the people transported to the hospital so that now they are getting treated by the nurses and doctors and the hopefully saving their lives or helping them get better. So.
0: so if you're driving down the road and an emergency vehicle passes you, um, how far behind that vehicle should you stay? I've seen some crazy stuff here in Los Angeles where a, a fire truck will go by a group of cars and then the cars will tailgate them, sometimes even pull up next to them. What's, what are the rules there?
1: Yes, that is so dangerous. That is one of those things you need to be 500 feet behind. And the reason why that is, is because you do not know when I'm going to make my turn or if I'm going to hit the brakes all of a sudden and what we're looking for, you know. Um, and it happens a lot of times where people are tailgating us and it's almost like they're using us as a blocker, like for football. We become that offensive line guy and the, and they try to stay on us so that they could get around and get to where they need to go to. But all it takes is for me to make that turn and crush you because I can't see everything out the right and left side of my vehicle. And a lot of times, if I have to make a right-hand turn, me as the supervisor, I'm clearing that lane for my engineer to the right because he or she can't see all the way on that side. The good thing is our new trucks that we have that uh, we are just purchased, um, we do have a camera on the right side now. So when the engineer uses the uh, turn signal, The camera comes on and now they have a full view of that right side. So that was something after all this training and the different axes and different things that have happened. Now we have a better eyes. We have more. Now we have four eyes really looking out on the other side to clear those uh, the right side for the engineer.
0: Yeah, I I have to confess. I have always loved fire trucks. I just think. Uh, The technology behind them is incredible. The cause, the reason that they're out there is -hmm. incredible. They're they're just really neat machines. But going back to driver behavior, we know that tailgating is obviously not a good idea. What are some other driver behaviors that you see that you would love to be able to say, hey, you know, you you can't do that. You shouldn't be doing this.
1: Well, I think, you know, just some of the simple things, you know, and just like how the laws are changing and different stuff, like from the people on your phone you know people are playing their music loud and so they don't hear when we come there's been plenty of times where people just want to race and try to turn in front of us uh if they want to and or they don't want to slow down they feel i'll I'll beat the fire truck because now i have to pull over well they don't understand of me trying to stop my rig it's not going to stop like your car it's a lot heavier and it's i could easily skid through an intersection and if we hit somebody your chances of living, if we hit you at a full speed, you probably aren't going to make that. So, you know, we just all those little things like that are the the crazy stuff of people texting, um, people just trying to drive next to us. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. It's one of the things when we drive that truck, we, do, we drive defensive, you know, because we all want to go home. And I want to make sure that the public goes home. And if we get in a crash, we are going to affect whoever else. We were supposed to be going on that emergency call. And like we said, every second counts. Now the next truck has to come because now I'm out of service and now somebody else could, you know, we are, we're not taking care of that emergency like we would.
0: So, one of my favorite times of year for myself and for my boys is Halloween and it's coming up quick. Um, tell us a few safety things that people. Uh, can adopt, a, a few safety ideas that they can adopt to make sure that they don't get hurt during Halloween. You got kids running around uh, on on public roads, you know, on on back streets and stuff, but what can mm-hmm. they do to keep
1: themselves safe? Um, things that they could do to so keep themselves safe are wear bright, clo- um, bright colored clo- clothes, or have something that's reflective on there. You know, uh, have glow sticks, you know, anything that will make them stand out a little bit more, even flashlights because there's a lot of neighborhoods that they're not lit up and of course everybody turns their lights off and turns on their Halloween lights and all that. So the neighborhoods aren't as light lit up. So all those things will help and even having a buddy walking with a buddy, somebody else that could watch out, walk with a parent because sometimes we're I, I have kids, I have little boys and they love to just run across the street and then run across the other street. But you know, it's one of those things where I make sure, Hey, okay, You guys can't be, you can't do this. And you know, some neighborhoods like uh, the neighbor I live in, they block off the neighborhood from cars, but we still get some in there, but it's blocked off with barricades. So that at least we, the kids, you know, they're safe. They're not watching out for cars running because it's everybody's walking on the street. So there's no cars that could even drive on our streets when this is happening, but that's what the kids need to do. They need to be able to watch and have some bright stuff and be able to pay attention, you know, for the vehicles.
0: Captain Rogers, I have a feeling that your kids and my kids would get along really, really well on Halloween because it sounds like they do exactly the same thing. Any yes. interesting calls that you've had to go to uh, on Halloween? I mean, it's just holidays are, are a terrible time for things to happen. But uh, anything that's ever taken place for you that, that you'd want to talk about?
1: Uh, interesting calls for Halloween. You know, Halloween is just sometimes it's busy. Every once in a while we get some kind of little fires or something, you know, because of uh, a pumpkin, you know, or some kind of the wax or some kind of fire happens, somebody lit stuff. For whatever reason, every once in a while we get somebody that wants to light things on Halloween. I I don't know why, but they light dumpsters. And sometimes it's turned into a building, you know. So those are some of the things that happen on the holidays um, just because people play with matches still. But well, well, people like how you said you enjoy seeing a fire truck. That was been me. I've been chasing fire trucks ever since I was a kid, and there's some people that they get the uh, pleasure of seeing fires, you know. And so we have our arsonists. So that's some of those things that have happened, um, you know, during the Halloween holidays. I think some of the the best thing that I enjoy about Halloween is just seeing all the kids in the costumes, and I love the kids that come up in the fire outfits. You know, you go to Costco and Costco has a whole section of fire outfits, and I always look and I go. All right, a lot of those are going away. There's going to be more of those kids, firemen, and they stop by the station and it is the best because that's how I was as a kid. I always I knew that I wanted to be a firefighter and uh, I was fortunate that my dad was a firefighter. So I had my own little personal costume already. And so it's been good.
0: Captain Rogers, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I, I really did. Anything else that you want to add or any last uh, things that you want to say for, for drivers Uh, regarding what to do around emergency vehicles when they're responding to a call?
1: You know, I say the the one thing too, is be careful. You gotta remember when we're out there on the scene of an accident, we use that apparatus as a blocker for us. So if I'm on an auto accident, I put that truck in a a position to protect my crew. We have them so that it protects us. So for the drivers out there, remember, drive slow down and, and watch, For us out there, we have our safety vests, but we've had plenty of firemen, um, tow truck operators, police officers killed by the motorists just driving quick. I mean, the law in Arizona says on the freeway, if there's um, an emergency vehicle from a tow truck, fire truck, police, ambulance on the side of the road, you're supposed to switch lanes. You're supposed to go to another lane, if possible, and you give them that room. And that's what people don't understand. I do it all the time, and I get so mad when I'm driving. And I see someone that's what trains. I'm like, that's the law. You're supposed to do that, and you've got to be careful because we are out there trying to take care of whatever the problem is. And when people speed by, it is a scary thing out there. Even with my fire truck, people will speed by and also, this is something that we've seen a lot out there these days, is everybody wants to try to record something. Everybody, dr- lots So many people drive by with their phones to try to record, and it could be a minor accident, but they see the lights and sirens, and then I've seen the, them recording it. I've seen their passengers having their phones and recording stuff, and you're like, it is a crazy world with the phones of everybody trying to get something to put on YouTube or TikTok or whatever it may be to try to get hits, you know, of the lights and everything. So those are the things that really worry me out there for us and my guys and gals. And for us, I try to keep and be that safety guy and making sure I'm looking and, hey, you know, hey, try to keep be their safety officer because I want them to go home because they have kids and they have families and we want to take care of whatever that problem is.
0: Captain Rogers, I really thank you for your service. Uh, appreciate everything you. that you've done with us on the Ford driving skills for life program. Uh, I hope to see you again sometime soon. Thanks for taking your time today to, to speak to us.
1: Thank you. And I appreciate this and uh, keep everybody, I hope everybody stays safe. And if you're able to come to the driving school, I'd love to see you. And it's a fun opportunity for everybody.
0: Thanks, Captain. Take care. Thank you. Again, that was uh, Captain Keith Rogers of the Phoenix Fire Department. Uh, He runs their driver training program there. And I I don't know, I feel really lucky to be able to speak to a a person like this. Be safe out there when you are around uh, first responder vehicles. I mean, uh, it doesn't ring any truer than it does uh, from somebody who has experienced it. So some of you might not know, but the Daily Drive is part of Uh, the greater educational umbrella of the Ford Driving Skills for Life program. And that's all provided uh, through backing by the Ford Motor Company Fund, which is Ford's philanthropic arm. If you want more information, of course you do, go to our website at drivingskillsforlife.com. There's several resources there. Uh, I like the Academy personally. Uh, You can check that out and look at the videos that are on there. And of course, you can head on over to Facebook uh, and YouTube to see some of our other Daily Drive segments. Uh, Have a a safe Halloween coming up. And uh, this is Mike Speck for The Daily Drive, signing off. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you back here the next time.